I used this process to find a career out and open, then grew my career from a part-time bank teller to become the national vice president of diversity and inclusion at a major financial services organization in less than five years. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there and plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everybody, Jason Patria here, and you are listening to a very special episode of the Lead With Your Brand podcast. In celebration of LGBTQ plus Pride Month and in partnership with Out and Equal Workplace Advocates, I'm so excited to welcome you to our second roundtable discussion about being transgender at work. Now, the Out and Equal team is amazing, and they have created discussion guides for this show that you can find at leadwithyourbrand.com backslash pride. This will enable you to facilitate a discussion that is thoughtful and thought-provoking with members of your employee resource group, your friends, or even your family. So make sure to visit leadwithyourbrand.com backslash pride to download your free guide. Now, on today's episode, I am going to be joined by some amazing business leaders who happen to identify as transgender. Now, we know that progress for the transgender community is afoot. Earlier this year, we celebrated the long-awaited reversal of the U.S. transgender military ban. The world's largest employer, the U.S. Department of Defense, is demonstrating that qualifications for a job supersede prejudice. Dr. Rachel Levine became the first openly transgender person to be confirmed by the U.S. Senate, and a record number of companies are supporting the Equality Act, legislation that is crucial for the transgender community. In fact, America's leading businesses are calling for the Equality Act to be passed into law, not only because it's the right thing to do, but because they know that equality is good for business. Now, even with this forward momentum, we can't lose sight of the challenges we must still overcome. Anti-trans violence is a persistent, deadly reality for far too many people, especially Black and Brown transgender women. Access to healthcare, housing, employment, and other key areas of life is still a challenge, and a record number of anti-trans bills have been introduced in state houses, with many of them targeting vulnerable trans youth. And that is why we've got this amazing episode to talk about successful people at work who just happen to be trans. I'm going to be joined by Ashley Brundage, who's the founder and president of Empowering Differences. Now, while seeking employment at a 
major financial institution. Ashley self-identified during the interview process as a male-to-female transgender woman and subsequently was hired. She was offered a position and started as a part-time bank teller and worked in various lines of business before becoming the VP of Diversity and Inclusion in less than five years. She's also the author of an amazing book called Empowering Differences. I'll also be joined by Alex Drop, who is the Director of Global Banking and Markets at Bank of America. Now, Alex's finance career began over 25 years ago as a retail stock broker. And today, Alex is the winner of Bank of America's Global Diversity and Inclusion Award in 2014 and 2015 for their work with the Disability Network highlighting learning disabilities and for their volunteer work with the LGBT plus pride network. Alex has never backed away from a challenge. In fact, they have climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, Machu Picchu, and completed five full marathons. We'll also be joined by Kate Fisher, who is an enterprise account manager for Oracle Corporation's cloud infrastructure organization. Now, she has over 25 years experience in the IT industry in various engineering, consulting, and sales roles. She is also active in building safe workplace environments that value, promote, and recruit diverse talent as the global co-chair for Oracle Open, which is the Oracle Pride Employee Network, and she's also a board of directors member for One in Ten, a nonprofit organization serving and assisting LGBTQ plus youth. Our final guest is Aero Royston, who is a graphic artist in Boeing Global Services Sales and Marketing. Arrow is a passionate leader in equity, diversity, and inclusion. He's also the enterprise vice president of the Boeing Employee Pride Alliance Business Resource Group, the vice president of the Global Sales and Marketing Diversity and Inclusion Champions Council, and is a proud member of the Boeing Black Employee Association Business Resource Group. We'll be back in just a few moments with our special roundtable discussion on transgender at work. Happy LGBTQ plus Pride Month, everyone. It is June, and I still remember marching in my first Pride Parade with the University of Southern California all the way back in 1992. But you know, even though most of our Pride celebrations in person have been canceled, it is still a great time to do a little bit of self-reflection and personal development. Now, the Lead With Your Brand podcast has partnered with the Out and Equal Workplace Advocates, an incredible organization that advocates for workplace equality. And each week in June, we'll be featuring an out leader with an amazing career story and personal brand journey to share. In addition, I'll be hosting two special roundtable episodes of Lead With Your Brand, where we will explore issues around the trans experience and the intersectionality of race and ethnicity and being LGBTQ plus in the workplace. Now, Out and Equal will be providing discussion guides for each of our shows, so we encourage you to use the podcast as a virtual book club with your employees resource group or a group of friends. Listen to the episodes and then schedule your own group discussion with the discussion guide as part of your pride programming and celebration. 
Make sure you check out leadwithyourbrand.com backslash pride for more information and to hear some of our favorite shows from season one and two that feature LGBTQ plus leaders, including the fantastic CEO of Out and Equal, Aaron Uridas. Happy Pride, everyone. And we're back, and I am super excited about today's special roundtable discussion on being trans in the workplace that we're delivering in partnership with Out and Equal Workplace Advocates. I have the amazing Ashley Brundage from Empowering Differences, Alex Drop from Bank of America, Kate Fisher from Oracle, and Arrow Royston from Boeing. How is everybody today? Happy Pride Month! Happy Pride. Happy Pride Month. Woohoo! Well, I am thrilled to have this conversation. And so that everyone gets a chance to to hear from everyone, let's just kick off and go around. I want to hear from you. When you are first meeting someone, how do you introduce who you are and what you do? What is that elevator pitch that you give folks? And and Kate, I'm going to go and throw it over to you to kick us off. Yes, I'm an enterprise account manager with Oracle Corp. Basically, it's a fancy way of saying I'm a sales rep. I'm a sales rep and I sell our Oracle Cloud infrastructure. What I sell is, is big giant computers. Think of it that way, that run big giant databases that run the world. That's the way, the way that I kind of look at it. I also happen to be the uh, global co-lead for what we call OPEN, the Oracle Pride Employee Network. It's our employee research group here at Oracle. We have chapters uh, around the globe. And Kate, what pronouns do you go by and how do you identify yourself? Sure. I prefer to the my preferred pronouns would be she and her. Awesome. Well, welcome, Kate. Let's go over to uh, Arrow Royston from Boeing. Hello, I am Arrow Royston. I am a graphic artist at the largest aerospace company in the world, Boeing. My job is to be a champion of winning new opportunities and business capture and proposals by day. And by night, I am a multifaceted cultural change agent. Connecting the workforce with humility, vulnerability, authenticity, and intersectionality. Can you tell I was prepared for you? <laughs> <laughs> You've got yes. that elevator pitch down. And, and Arrow, what are your preferred pronouns? He and him. Welcome. Let's go over to Ashley Brundage from Empowering Differences. Ashley, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much. So I am an empowerment and leadership expert. I uncovered a process, a special four-step process of empowerment that I used when I came out and shared my process as an open transgender woman probably more than 13 years ago. And I used this process to uh, find a career out in the open, then grew my career from a part-time bank teller to become the national vice president of diversity and inclusion at a major financial services organization in less than five years. Wow. And those practices and principles that I outline are called empowering differences for a reason because it's great ways to interweave empowerment and leadership in growing your career. So I'm really passionate about that. And, uh, and I use she, her, uh, hers pronouns. <laughs> Awesome. Welcome, Ashley. And we're also joined by Alex Drop from Bank of America. Alex, how's it going? Hey there. Happy Pride, everybody. Happy Pride. So I work for Bank of America, and I've been in finance for 27 years, if you can imagine. And I, my job today is I am a product development manager, 
and I work with the prime brokerage division of Bank of America Securities. And currently I am working on regulatory reports uh, and it's pretty exciting for me because I'm a little bit of a nerd. I love data. (laughs) We love nerds. (laughs) And I love order. I'm a Virgo, so I like to have order and, you know, constant things going on. So that's really my life (laughs) at the moment. I'm married for 11, going on 11 years to my beautiful wife, Lisa. Currently, I am at my brand new beach house that I'm very excited about. (laughs) Awesome. And Alex, uh, share with us your preferred pronouns. They, them, and theirs. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited to have all of you. You know, this is Pride Month, so what better time for us to talk about being trans in the workplace? So I'm throwing it out to you all for our our conversation, but I'm interested to know what has the impact on being out at work? How has that impacted your career? Uh, It has allowed me to flourish uh, in my position and in my career. I never thought that I would be where I am today, 10 years ago. Thanks, Alex. What about some some other folks? How has being out either about your sexual orientation or your gender identity uh, impacted your career? Arrow, I know you want to jump in on this one. Early in my career, I presented very masculine. I transitioned during my career at my company, something that I thought would extremely hinder my career. But it was something that, that I had to do. But luckily, you know, my company had the business resource groups and I was able to transition through an actual transition plan, which was the scariest thing and the best thing all at the same time. We have like a whole transition plan that the company and HR helps you mold into your group. They talk to your group about, you know, this person is transitioning. This is what is going to happen. And, you know... And it's very modifiable. Like I started the transition and then, you know, the bathroom situation became very public um, and in heavy in the media and I got scared and I stopped. And then, you know, when it came back around, I did a, a, a different plan. It was um, a 24-7 minus 40 plan. And what that means is, you know, you live your authentic gender, gender 24 hours a day minus the 40-hour work week. And so that was influential for me because... Basically, I was able to transition under the radar and it kind of was like a reverse psychology process for my teammates because they didn't really know what was going on. But they kind of were like, are you sick? Your voice is a little scratchy, you know, and things like that. So um, I would say my transition in my career was was great. Um, I wouldn't change it any other way. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like employee resource groups have been helpful for for many of us. Kate, I know you run your employee resource group. How how, how has that helped impact your career and and helped you be successful as a a, a openly trans person at work? Yeah, the uh, it's it certainly has provided ways of developing myself as a leader. You know, I mean, being involved in the employee resource group certainly gives you those opportunities that I don't have usually in my 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 day job. So I, I think that is, you know, just practical skills level has, has allowed me to do that. It's also given me a chance to kind of give back. You know, I think about my coming out process uh, with what we're talking about here. And, and for me, the coming out process has really been about my own mental health and coming to terms with my own mental health. I was not out for the, you know, the majority of my career 
in the early years because I was living in too much fear. I felt like that I was broken. And I felt like if somebody hurt, knew the secret of who I knew I was on the inside, that I would be rejected. I'd lose my job. I'd lose my family. I'd lose everything. And so, so coming out for me was not just about letting you know who I am. It was also, it really started with me embracing my own mental health and being okay with the vulnerability of letting you know who I am and letting that whatever happened, happened. Uh, learning to embrace that vulnerability really changed the way that I approached my career. It took a lot away a lot of the fear and it, and it gave me a lot more confidence, not just to be who I am, but to take even some risks in my career, to take some risks relationally with people that have nothing to do with being LGBTQ. Coming, my coming out process really um, allowed me to be comfortable in my own skin, not just as a, a trans woman, but really as a person in, in general. And, and that's what's really, uh, I think, propelled me over the last few years. And certainly into this position that I'm in now, I love the job that I'm doing now. I've really found a, a really great place for me. And so it's being involved in the ERG, getting back to your question, has really helped me to give that back and to help to take what I've learned in the mental health that I've gained and, and uh, uh, try to live that out in the workplace is to give that back to others within our ERG and, and let, let uh, help our ERG to focus on some of these things, right? Is we, we do focus on some things around mental health, particularly this last year with COVID. It was one of the key things that I first focused on as a leader and said, okay, we got to get our community together and make sure everybody's okay kind of a thing. And so uh, th- these are the kind of areas I think that, that have made the biggest impact for me. Absolutely. And Ashley, I saw, I, I see you nodding your head. Tell me about, tell me about your journey. Yeah. Uh, the path uh, of most resistance. <laughs> <laughs> And trying to find a job out open as trans uh, 12 years ago was uh, definitely not in the normal <laughs> realm. Uh, I'll have to tell you that I went through job interviews where I didn't talk about my transgender status and I just said, hey, I'm the best candidate for the job. And those were the worst interviews that I ever went through. It was 15 minute average time. I actually had a door slammed in my wow. face. I got a trespass warrant. The cops called on me. Um, I got HR people said, oh, you don't have a job interview here today. You have the wrong address. I got told just just you can imagine the most worst and impacts I, I anyone would ever want to face. And then I decided to use this concept of empowering my difference and combining any time that you share something authentic about yourself, any difference, you have to not put it out on an island on its own. And I started putting it out on an island on its own. And while that was okay, it allowed me to build up the confidence that I needed to, to get to the point where Kate is, but I needed to combine my item of authenticity with an empowering action as I've put in this framework of this book that I authored. But ultimately, it's combining that act with another. And so for me, those actions were education where I would educate employer, potential employers about my community. That was great. And that ab- increased the average time frame. But then I started talking about inspiration and about how I'm going to have this huge chip on my shoulder to prove that I belong in your workplace. And then I would start talking about how I overcame homelessness, harassment, discrimination to actually be in this job interview here today. 
And that was leading to second interviews, third interviews. But it wasn't for me until I actually added the education and the inspiration with empowerment. And using empowerment to truly leverage the change was coming with the data. Don't ever just share something about yourself on an island. Come with the data. Come with the fact that it's not just me as someone from the trans community or it's two million more people in the United States that come with me when I share that. Or it's the buying power of the community. And presenting in that light is what led me to finally find employment. Alex, jump in on this one. I, I just want to add to that. I think it's all a part of being authentic, right? When, when you meet someone or you're in a room with someone, you can tell when they're authentic because you just get that feeling from them. And for me, I've always been just Alex. And people who know me know Alex. And I don't expect them to have any other preconceived thoughts about who I am because they, I just present me and, and they're taking me for who I am. And I believe that's so important. And what you said about on an Island, I'm not being trans is just one part of me. You know, I have, I'm bringing everything to the table and I want everyone to share my experiences and I want to share their experiences as well. Absolutely. And so let's talk about that because on on this podcast, typically we talk about, you know, how people show up in their professional brand. And one of the big things that I always hear from LGBTQ plus people or people of color is, you know, how do I be my best authentic self, but not get pigeonholed as the gay employee or the trans employee or the black person on 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 the team. So w- what have you all done to really show up as a, a full spectrum person and not just be known as that one element of, of your identity? Arrow, yeah. So this is funny because I I am <laughs> the trans person, but um one one of two, but I am that on purpose. I am that to be visible because representation matters. Um, And I feel like I have to clear the path for other people. So I choose to be visible and 100% authentic. Um, And what's ironic is that I was closeted for a long time. I transitioned with a group and and I moved to a different group to where I was not out. I was just your regular average Joe. I blend in. Um, I'm I'm passable. I pass. And another thing that's un- ironic about this is I've been meaning to talk to Alex and connect with him because the whole reason that I am out right now is because of uh, Out and Equal. He had a panel, a trans panel, and it was titled "Where Are All the Trans Men At?" <laughs> and that whole panel, I felt like they were all just talking to me and pointing at me and like. Where are you? Why are you not out? Why are you not, you know, because trans women are so influential. Trans women are so out and proud and, you know, paving the way for us. And, you know, us trans men, we tend to like blend in with the crowd and sit in the back. Um, so, number one, thank you, Alex, because that Make class. Me cry here. <laughs> <laughs> that class sat with me and um, there was a guy on your panel, I forget his last name, but I think it was, uh, his first name was David. And he really sat with me after that class. And he was like, I know it's your journey. He was like, and you feel like you got to throw the rope back. And he was just talking to me like, whenever, whenever you're ready, 
you know, take that step. So a couple months later, I sat with that and I was the president of the St. Louis chapter of our ERG and BRG at Boeing. And then I moved to the enterprise level as vice president and the head of global equity and engagement asked me to share my story in Boeing News. And I told her I wasn't out. <laughs> and um, she was like, what? I was like, I'm only out to like certain BIPA members. And so I was like, this is something that I really wanted to work on. I just decided one day, I was like, you know, I'm going to put my big boy pants on and I'm going to do this. And the funny part of it is it, it started off as, you know, a Boeing News Now. So that's internal. And there was like, oh, by the way, um, we're going to put this on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn. And I was like, what? <laughs> like there were still some networks that I wasn't out in. Uh <laughs> The company, like when I tell you, I still can't catch up on my emails. Um, I w- it, my story was recently put in our um, diversity and inclusion report. And people, I have not got one bad message in my inbox. It was all celebrating, you know, being authentic. And then other people comparing, you know, other things to my situation that they can relate to. Like maybe they're insecure about their weight, how I was insecure about being in the wrong body. And, you know, there were different ways that people were able to emphasize with me and understand, you know, that part of my story. So it was it was scary. And I like to tell people now that, you know, it's a very it's like jumping off a cliff. Right. When you think there's a lake at the bottom, but it might not be. It's the best thing that I ever did. And I know people who are still on the fence about coming out or if they're going to transition or not. And so I like to tell them, you know, it's the best thing that I have ever done and being able to come to work as my authentic self and like my shoulders are so relaxed. It's not tensed. I can focus on my job. Uh, best thing ever. Now I'm one of two extremely trans visible trans people that represent and protect the trans community within Boeing. It's just a great experience. And if it wasn't for Alex, if it wasn't for out and equal, I probably would not be where I am today. And I probably wouldn't have affected as many lives as I have. And so I just wanted to say thanks, Alex, for telling your story. And it, it just really impacted my life. And I, I, when I heard you were going to be on this call, I got so excited because I finally get to tell you that. <laughs> See, it just goes to show you never know the impact that you're having with uh, other folks when, when, when you're able to be out. You know, Ashley, talk to me a little bit about the career progression that you had at at the bank, right? And and how thoughtful that was and how successful you were at that. Yeah, I grew my I started growing my career really early on, passionate about being involved in the in the DNI programming, uh, leading an EBRG and then councils. We have uh, DNI councils there at that company. But for me, it really started to change the dynamic as when I can't really crafted this concept of empowering differences to be about all differences. Um, and Alex brought up a really great point about it, not necessarily being on an island about one thing about you. It's all of the things, right? There are 7 billion different people on this earth and we all have differences and each difference can potentially be empowered. And my voice got louder when I wasn't advocating for trans rights within an organization is when I started advocating for, for advocating for disability rights and for, and for women's rights and for people of color and for people who are more marginalized. Ultimately, I think it works better when you're advocating for other people and you're building and amplifying them up. And amplification is so important because people really need amplification. 
Absolutely. And and I'm glad that you brought up this whole notion of being an ally. So as a cisgender person, what are some things that I could do or other cisgender folks that are listening on the podcast? What are some things we could do to create a more inclusive work environment for our fellow trans coworkers? I, I One sentence. Just remember that ally, the word ally is a verb. Right? You can say you're an ally. That's great. But I want to know what, you know, I want you to help me in some way. If you see that I'm uncomfortable with the bathroom situation, it would help me if a cisgender person stepped up and say, hey, it won't cost that much money to, to figure this out. Let's, let's help them out. Just remember, ally is a verb. Thank you, Alex. For you all, give me an example. What's a, a behavior that you have seen an ally do for you that made it more comfortable in the workplace? Kate, I know you want to jump in with some thoughts. So I might have a slightly different outlook in the way that I look at this. And it's been my experience leading my ERG as well with other, uh, within our, our transgender community, within our, our company. And that I think my advice for, for cis people is really is treat me like you would anyone else in the workplace. Don't treat me special. Don't think that I need any special treatment. Don't talk down to me. Uh, uh, treat me with respect. Most of the folks that that uh, that I work with, they, they they prefer to actually not even be out about being trans. You know, I mean, I, I recognize that you can see it on my face. Like, I it's it's easy to know that I'm a transgender person, and and I'm not afraid to be out about it. But I also don't make a big deal about it. I I choose to be just like everyone else in the workplace. I'm here to do get my job done. That's what I'm focused on. Let's focus on how we as a team can get can, can do our work. And, and show me the respect and the value that you would anyone else in, in, in the workplace. And that is showing me that, that value and respect. Now, there is some instances where things need to be taken care of. Like as Alex points out, you know, there's certainly some issues relate. We've dealt with uh, at Oracle related to, to say, um, uh, changing rooms and stuff like that to, to provide some, some gender neutral changing rooms for particularly for, for gender nonconforming folks um, that are at Oracle. So, you know, there certainly is some things that corporate can do, but the general cisgender person that's in the workplace, just show me the, the same value and respect for the, for the work that I'm doing. And, and don't make it about me being trans. Don't make me feel like I'm the trans employee, so I'm getting treated special in some way or any of that. That's, that's not helpful. That's actually being more discriminatory, you know, if we're actually treating each other with respect. Because, um, I, I, you know, I find this too. There's certainly people in the workplace that I don't disagree with politically, <laughs> for example, you know, or religiously. But I choose that to show them the value and the respect in the workplace, too. So it, it is a two-way street, regardless of the way we look at this. We all have our differences. And so if we're really going to embrace diversity, we have to be willing to embrace our differences all the way around. Absolutely. And, and Arrow, I know you want to jump in here. <laughs> How can you tell? <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing that uh, I did want to say is that I do notice um, everyone on this call is is binary, right? So for our non-binary individuals, I think the use of pronouns is excellent. Like how you ask how we identify. I think that is a number one ally thing that you can do. You can add it to your WebEx, add your pronouns to your email signature, because we don't need to assume, you know, someone's pronouns and misgender them because that builds a lot of other anxieties. So I think one thing, and if you see someone on the spectrum of binary or non-binary, 
the best thing to do is introduce yourself to them with using your pronouns and then asking them theirs and the light behind their eyes is like amazing when you do that to people. Yeah, but Arrow, I would also argue that isn't it important to do that with everyone in the workplace? It needs to be a cultural thing that that the cisgender folks are doing in the workplace. And that because if I'm looking at you and suggesting, oh, I'm not sure what the pronouns are, so I'm going to ask you, but I'm not going to ask Jason. Well, that's just making it more discriminatory in, in, in the way that I view it. But if I'm asking Jason and I'm asking Arrow and I'm asking everyone else in the room, now it's now I'm being authentic to who I am and I'm showing value to everyone in the room. So so to me there is that 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 subtlety that I think all of us, whether we're cis or LGBTQ or whatever, need to also recognize and, and really showing value to to each other. But I think if you start off your conversation, I go by they, them, theirs, or he, she, hers, hers, you're, you're opening up the door saying, okay, you can share with me if you want, or you choose not to. Just giving them the opportunity to say, hey, go ahead and share it with me. And Alex, that's such a great point. You know, I used to, you know, sort of have a whole feeling of like, I don't know why I need to to kick that off because most people know, know me. Right. And then it wasn't until I had a fabulous uh, team member on my team, Jake Rostovsky. Some of you might, might know him who was a a coordinator and who's a, an open trans man. And he was like, you know, Jason, it's, 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 it's not about you. It's about that. You can extend your privilege, right? Like you can open it, you can make it comfortable for other people. And it was one of those things that here, I thought I was being an ally, but I didn't quite get how valuable or how how much that could open the conversation um, for people by doing something that just took me like a second to say. Such an important principle, Jason, because that, that you know, that's what I think what we're trying to get at here is that what cisgender people can do is to make this a, a fundamental cultural difference that they, in the way that you live your life, that you're extending that privilege to others, just as you, as you said. And it's not just that I'm singling out a certain community because you look like you might be LGBTQ, right? So so make the conversation about not about the marginalized population when you're dealing with pronouns and you will have so much more success. This is what I was talking about earlier about empowering someone else. Make the example about pronouns, not about non-binary person or someone who's trans. Make it about Kelly, who might be a male, a cisgender male. And Kelly gets to email every time with she and hers in the email, you know, and somebody contacts Kelly looking for a female and it could very well could be a male. And that's a common situation. Um, in fact, Ashley was a male's name uh, for <laughs> numerous years before it became a more society driven female name. Um, and that's how my parents chose the name. Ashley was from gone with the wind. So make it about those scenarios, but here to your, my other point around allyship to answer your allyship question, ally has turned into kind of a rubber stamping in this world. It's uh, in my opinion, it's not enough because not many people realize that it is a verb or use it as a verb. So you have to have something else that comes with ally. So it's, it's, are you an actionable ally or are you an ally transitioning to advocate? Um, you, you need to make action to Alex's point. And I think that that's where the real change lives in that space. So I want to see allies empowering individuals and to actually empower someone, you have to give power and authority to them. So that literally means you might have to create a more accessible meeting. It might mean that you have to 
promote more transgender people to create or hire intentionally recruit and hire more transgender people because we're facing 40% unemployment and 40% underemployment. And that's pre-pandemic numbers. So that means to create a more just society, you might have to put in more work to make an effort to create a better society for everyone. And Ashley, I mean, you're you're just sharing some of those sobering numbers, right? We we know that the trans community is way more likely to be part of experiencing homelessness, to be experiencing joblessness. You know, what would you all say to employers? What are things that employers can do to help build economic justice for trans people? Representation matters. Say more about that, Arrow. I mean, I want to work at a place that I can see people who look like me. Um, To know that, you know, I won't be swept under the rug, that I, my career can, you know, elevate, that I can be a leader, that I can have a voice in that company. Alex, what are your thoughts? Support the causes that I support. Support the nonprofits that I support. That's so important. That shows not only me, but the, my family, my, my friends, that you, you're an open company and that you believe in us. I, I uh, presented a workshop actually at Out and Equal <laughs> called Tapping the Trans Talent Pipeline. <laughs> and, uh, and it was, uh, I got this question uh, from an ally in the audience and, um, and they said that I know I need to really work to try to hire more transgender people, but how do I convince someone in my organization who is a hiring manager who isn't necessarily LGBTQ raising, raving the flag bearer person? How do I convince that person? And I said, well, it's real simple. Understand that when you intentionally recruit someone from trans or non-binary or gender non-conforming communities, they have lived experiences across the gender continuum. And that lived experience is directly results in a positive experience. You have someone who now you're bringing on to your team who has that lived experiences and it literally can translate to so many more benefits. It's like you're hiring one, two, or even three people in one. And if you can do that by just hiring one person who's going to have a chip on their shoulder, like I mentioned earlier, they're going to be able to be that advocate for change. They're going to present the systematic change for your organization, and they're going to be there to prove that they belong. Alex, jump in on this one. How do you pivot yourself to position yourself to get to the next level in your career? You've gone through all this stress and this chaos of coming out and, and, and doing what you have to do to be comfortable in the workplace, but now how, how do you grow your career? So that's what I'm looking to do uh, going forward. And, and Alex, how have you pivoted yourself after, after being out for so long in your career? Well, um, 2019 is when I did that big stage speech where I came out to the world and, um, <laughs> and that was exciting. It was great. It was nervous. It, it was like all over the internet within like two minutes after getting off, a, off the stage. Uh, and, and I took a moment. I said, okay, this is great. Now, um, that's off of my shoulder. Now, what do I do with my life? What, how do I 
I want to move up the chain. I want to move up the ladder. So I spent the last year just focusing on my career. I took a, a leave of absence from the ERG and I said, I just want to focus on growing my career. I found my champions, all these allies uh, around me to help me and mentor me along the way. Within one year, I got promoted. Now I'm ready to get back into doing some things to the ERG, throwing the rope down to lift the others up. And um, I'm excited about helping others to get to that level. Yeah. And and Kate, tell us a little bit about how how you pivoted your your career. I mean, you you've got 25 years of experience in the IT industry and and coming out was just a little piece of that. In that process, as I be- started to become more authentically me, I also stopped trying to be who everyone wanted me to be. And that not just only meant my gender, but it also meant in the work that I did and the type of career that I had. You know, I I grew up with my father always telling me that dress for the job you have, job you want, not the job you have, right? <laughs> those kinds of things. And so, you know, we embraced those messages growing up, you know, and, and so, uh, so much of my career was, uh, I think, was embraced around some of the, the, you know, the job that people told me I was supposed to be going after. And when I started to say, well, wait, maybe I would like to do that and, and started to dabble in it, I, I realized uh, I really do like this. This is much more, I'm much more of a relational person. I'm an extrovert. I love being around people. I love this, the sales roles. I get to meet with all these different customers and clients and, and uh, help to provide solutions and build partnerships. And, and that, those are the pieces that I started to realize were really who I am and what make me uh, tick and what make me excited to get up every day. Yeah. So it sounds like for you, it was also about being able to be in touch with what you really wanted to do and what you really wanted to be and not just what the expectation was or what other people thought you should be. Yeah, exactly. It's really just letting go of what everybody else, you know, and I say this to myself all the time. It's like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not who you want me to be. I am me. You know, like I, I am who I am. You know, before I transitioned, there were people that liked me and people that didn't like me. After I transitioned, there's people that like me and that they don't like me. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> you know, it's the best thing I've ever done in my life is to go through that, that, uh, mental health process, number one, but then to, but you know, because I embraced who I am, I was able to go through a transition to really find the authentic self and living authentically uh, would never go back again. It is the best thing I've ever done in my life. And, and it, it just gives me passion in everything I do from work to, you know, my personal life and my hobbies and all that. And so I can't believe we are almost out of time. Just to go ahead and close, I want to go around and I want to hear from you. What is the best career advice that you'd like to pass on to our listeners? So I'm going to start with Arrow. What's the best career advice that you would like to pass on to our listeners? Oh, the best career advice. I would say no matter what, be authentically true to yourself. Um, I am unapologetically black and trans. I focus on being comfortable in my own skin um, because like Kate said, it's the best feeling in the world. Like I've waited so long to wake up in the mirror and see who I see. Um, Like there's no going back. So for all you who you feel uncomfortable, like just focus on, you know, being authentic because once you get there, everything else lines up. Awesome. Be authentic. Kate, what's your best career advice? You're able to take risks in your career if you're able to embrace vulnerability. If you're okay with being vulnerable and you can put yourself out there and take that risk that it might be judged, it might not go well, um, but then it also might be fabulous and it might go amazing. 
And it might be the best thing you ever did, but you don't know until you can embrace vulnerability and let yourself do that. So, uh, you know, I've learned to take some risks in my career, but it was because I was willing to put myself out there. So that's, that's where I would start and uh, is, is embrace that vulnerability and everything you do, not just in who you are, but in the work that you do, you know, take the risk of, of writing that extra line of code or that, you know, uh, putting that extra thing in the proposal for sale that we put together of, of, of taking that, making that one more phone call uh, that, that just might, you know, feel like, I don't know how this is going to go. I might get rejected. All of those things uh, all started with vulnerability and being willing to take, take that step of vulnerability for me. Alex, what's your best career advice? Well, I'm going to be honest. Uh, when I read your bio and when I uh, read a little bit about you, I said, you understand me, and I'll tell you why. My best advice, and I have this written down in many places, so I can pull it out if I need to, is that your brand, you have to protect it just like you protect your credit score, right? It, you only have one brand, right? And it's gonna, if you mess it up, it's going to take you many years to, <laughs> to get it back together again, right? So be authentic, put your best foot forward always. You never know you're going to meet your next boss, right? And just protect your brand no matter what. I tell that to mentees all the time. Awesome. Thank you, Alex. And Ashley, bring us home. What is your best career advice? So those are all really great. And I probably would have used any of those. But I guess I would probably say to use empowerment to leverage change beyond brand um, and pivot and connect with me and, and I'll help you connect to my four-step process of empowerment uh, because that's going to really help you in growing your career. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Ashley Brundage, Alex Drop, Kate Fisher, and Arrow Royston, thank you so much. I will see you at Out and Equal Workplace Summit this fall. And happy Pride, everybody. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Thank you, Jason. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. Well, all I can say is, wow, what an engaging and interesting conversation on trans in the workplace. Of course, this is the last of our special roundtable discussions in partnership with Out and Equal Workplace Advocates. Now, to learn more about creating a more Out and Equal Workplace environment, make sure to visit outandequal.org and check out all of their amazing resources. And visit Lead With Your brand.com backslash pride to download the discussion guide so that you can have an amazing discussion with your employee resource group, your friends, or even your family to make sure that we are helping advance all people, including the transgender community at work. A special shout out to Ashley Brundage of Empowering Differences, Alex Drop of Bank of America, Kate Fisher from Oracle, and Aero Royston from Boeing for sharing their stories, their journeys, and their professional brands at work. 
Well, that's our show for today. Make sure that you hit the subscribe or follow button so that you get a new episode every week here on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And follow me at Jason Patria on all social media platforms, especially LinkedIn, where I share a ton of information on how you can lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. And remember, in your career, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.